Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Osprey Observer TV. With you, as always, Johnny Torres and Marie Gilmore, Editor-in-Chief of the Osprey Observer. Uh, we love bringing you these interviews, and especially when they're really unique. And, uh, and certainly nothing gets more unique than packing all your stuff up and hitting the road. And we're going to talk to a family who did just that. Marie kicks off this interview with Red, White, and Bethune. Hi, everybody. Today, I'm really excited. Our family took the plunge this year and got into becoming an RV family. And as we've been learning the ropes and learning how to use our RV, and maybe you think about this really successful local business, Jen's Puppin Suds, who earlier this year kind of wrapped up their entire life in the community and became full-time RV family. So I'm so excited today that Jen Bethune has joined us. She is the matriarch of Red, White, and Bethune. Bethune, which is becoming a lifestyle brand. I went and, and subscribed to her, their YouTube channel. I've been checking out their Facebook page and watching all their videos of how they're transitioning life with mom, dad, three kids, six dogs into living full-time in an RV. So Jen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So tell us about making this plunge to full-time RV life. So we've been RVers for probably eight years now, and um, we've had everything from Class A's, which are the ones you drive, to uh, travel trailers and fifth wheels. And last summer, we made a trip up to see my sister in Tennessee. We were gone for like three weeks. And when we got home, we're unloading the RV, and my husband says, what if we just sold everything and moved into the RV and traveled the country? I was like, uh, no, you're insane. That's not happening. We're not doing that. My business is doing great. Like, no. So then for the next two weeks, I daydreamed every single day about living that RV lifestyle and being at the Grand Canyon and, you know, showing the kids America. So at the end of two weeks, I go up to him and I'm like, so what do you think about going full time? And he's like, no, we're not doing that. And so we ended up I convinced him that this is what we needed to do. And um, from August to October, we kind of started planning everything out and we had our plan set in place. And then in October, we announced to the world that we're closing our very successful pet spa and uh, putting our house on the market and selling everything and remodeling a bus. So it looked very sudden to a lot of people. They were, it looked overnight to them, but you know, I don't put all my business out there. And, uh, yeah, we just kind of decided to, to make this change and you know, YOLO, right? I agree. So tell us about what you're living in now. And I know obviously in the midst of all these plans, quarantine hit, oh. the coronavirus hit COVID-19. So I know you've adjusted things a little bit, but you're still living full-time in your RV, right? Yeah, we, um, so my husband, instead of using our older RV, we decided to sell it because it wasn't really full-time worthy. And so doing this for so many years, we knew exactly what we wanted. My husband wanted an old Silver Eagle passenger bus, essentially. And what we bought was a 1983 Silver Eagle. We redid the entire inside. It's 40 feet long. So okay. it took us three months to redo the whole thing. It came from a gospel singer, actually. He toured the country in this with his band, and we still keep in contact with him. He, he can't wait till to see it in person. Um, but yeah, we did that in November. We wrapped up about mid-February, beginning of March, and then COVID hit. So just as we were putting our house on the market, 
quarantine happens. And so knock on wood, we are actually under contract right now. We just signed the contract yesterday. We should close next month. Um, and then we can actually go because COVID just set us back so much because we didn't want to be traveling the country with a house on the market. You know, we want well, and also most of the world was shut down and yeah. You know, yeah. we found looking for campgrounds, there was a lot of things closed or at 50% capacity. So now that things are opening back up, the world is kind of inching forward to a little sense of normalcy with new protocols in place. Now is a better time anyway. And Absolutely. so, and so tell us about your, how you live in 40 feet with, with a family of five and six dogs. It's, it's a lot to get used to, but I will tell you this, I'll never go back to a big house again. I will never, even if we like go back to a stick and bricks house, um, it'll be a tiny house because I never want the big space anymore because everything has a place. And okay. when you design your own RV that you're going to be living in, you design it to where every single thing has an area that it needs to go. Everybody has just the right amount of space. And truth be told, when you're RV living, you want to be outdoors mostly. You're not going to be cooped up in the RV when you're going to so many cool different places. Um, but we have a huge king size bed in our bedroom. Shockingly <laughs> enough, that was a big thing. My husband and I needed a king size bed. Each of the kids have their own bunk and these bunks, um, they slept full size men. So the kids have plenty of room in there. Um, and then the dogs have their own kennel, like custom kennels behind me that fits all the dogs in it. You know, everything has a place and we don't have slide outs in ours. So slide outs for those of you that don't know are... <laughs> Make your space bigger. It essentially doubles your space. So we don't have slide outs. But what's cool is when you move around a lot and you're driving, I can get up and make a sandwich or, you know, let the kids go to the bathroom. When the slide outs come in, it's very hard to get to those things in the RV. So that's while a good we're driving, point. like the kids can lay in their bunks and watch TV. And right now we're making it off grid capable, which we're actually installing solar this week. So we can go stay like out in Arizona in the West, they have what's called BLM land, which is Bureau of Land Management, and it's free to stay on. You can stay for 14 days, but they don't have hookups. They don't have anything like that. So you've got to have your own water and solar. We're putting enough solar that's going to power the entire bus. Wow. Oh. Yep. Yep. So well, here I'll I'll ask kind of a more of a practical question here because this is uh, something that, you know, is, is actually interested me as well. I mean, I, just the idea of having that flexibility and, you know, and, and being a single dad, you know, it's like, well, why be tied down to a house, you know, when, you know, again, you can go and, and travel the world, especially now where we can kind of work from anywhere. Um, Cost-wise, I mean, obviously, it, it's going to vary depending on the size of your home or the cost of your home. Um, but you know, in terms of expenses and that sort of thing, I mean, how, uh, are, are you kind of about the same? Is it less? Uh, how have you seen this financially, uh, uh, work out for you? Yeah, sure. I mean, then that's a very valid question. I mean, you need money to travel. Um, we do own a lot of rental properties. And so that's been the bulk of our income for quite a few years. But just off the top, when we decided to go from living in a house to living in a bus, we cut $40,000 a year out of our expenses. Wow. Like, that wow. is, you know, home insurance, mortgage, all of that. Plus, we had a cleaning lady come. Just 
these things right off the top. The kids schooling, they had went to a private school, so we took that out. So saving 40 grand a year was a big thing for us. Um, mm -hmm. They also have what we're looking into joining. Well, cars and car payments, right? And yeah, car exactly. <laughs> like no car. Well, we'll we'll have but we have bus insurance. We own our bus. Right. We're going to sure. be trading our van in um, and getting a Jeep and we'll own the Jeep. So that way we don't have that kind of payment, but it really takes all of your monthly payments down groceries. Even you only have so big of space. You can fit groceries on here and we only eat what we need and go shopping when we need to. So we're not buying excessive stuff. And when you have this amount of small space, you can't buy a whole bunch of things. So that's, that's a good thing as well. And when you stay at RV parks, the electric is included. So you don't have that electric bill that you're having to pay every single month. So our bills have decreased dramatically. And so you yeah, own rental properties, but you also are kind of creating a lifestyle brand. Yeah, that an are. income opportunity as well. Red, white, and Bethune, which I love your branding. I don't know if you have one of your, your shiny mugs or anything that you can put on display, but oh, I, I love a mug by me. Yep. Um, Marie is amazing. She creates all of our mugs for us. Um, but yeah, we really are. And we're very close to being monetized on YouTube. We're just, we need about 800 more watch hours. And a lot of people think when you start a YouTube channel, oh, you make money right away. And that is not the case that, you know, you've got to show up every single day, put content out there, constantly be, you know, networking, uh, about yourself and your channel. And so we're very close to that. We do, um, Amazon associates, which is an affiliate program. You get your own link. So I only give my link out to things that I've purchased and I like, so you have your own link and you make a small commission off of anyone that buys something from that link. We're working on sponsorship. We've got a couple people that are wanting to sponsor us. If we'll put their logo on the bus. So that's another thing. I mean, the possibilities are really, really endless to the ways to make money on the road. Okay. And I know right I, when we started looking into RVs and doing our research, we started following a few YouTubers and actually you had an experience, which I'm finding as I was watching this show, the nomadic fanatic, and I'm going, yep. it seems like he's driving down London's den. I yep. really feel like he's local and he was driving a motorcycle. And then I contacted you and found out he actually stayed with you for a week. Tell yep. us about that experience. He stayed on our property. My brother-in-law is good friends with him, actually. Oh, Eric. Yep. Eric was coming down and needed a place to stay. And so he can be off grid because he has solar and his generator. Okay. And uh, he stayed on our property for a week and we got to take him around and meet him and see inside his RV and meet his cats. And we've become really good friends. So it's, it's a really cool community in that sense is when you're out traveling is when you really get to meet people and connect. So it was he's a very awesome down to earth guy. Like you see someone on YouTube has 200,000 subscribers. You think that they're, you know, stuck up and stuff, but he's <laughs> answered whatever questions we wanted. And we took him to Fort DeSoto and we hung out and it was, it was really cool. Well, uh, there's more questions that I have, but we're, we're coming down on time. So uh, we'll definitely put a link so that people can follow you and message you and, I know you'll be so responsive and answer their questions, Absolutely. but just to wrap up, I know you've got three kids. You're going to be homeschooling them. Yep, we are. Okay. Yep. We started FLVS in January and I took them out early. I mean, it worked out pretty well, um, but we started FLVS in January. We're going to switch curriculum, I think in the fall 
because when we're off places and we may not have internet, I would rather them, you know, be learning from books and stuff. So there's curriculum out there that's the whole year's worth of books. And okay. so we're probably going to switch to that. But homeschool hasn't been terrible. Shocking. Okay. You know, that bad. Well, and we've all been doing it since March. So actually you were just ahead of the curve on that too, Jen. So it's it like the timing of this couldn't have been any better. Um, just as a final question, one or two things that are most surprising to you turning into a full-time RV family that someone who might be thinking about it would want to know? It's, it's not for the faint of heart. You have to remind yourself every day that it's worth it. And for us, we can't wait to be on the road to meet all the different people. And for us is showing kids the country that we live in. You know, I never got to do that as a kid. The first time I left the state of Florida, I was 19 years old with Kyle, my husband. He took us on Aww. a trip. So, you know, just to be able to show the kids that is memories that you will cherish forever. Well, congratulations, Jen. Red, white, and Bethune. I think you've taken the pledge of what most of America kind of has a, a vision of doing, and yeah. you've done it. So I'm going to be watching and following and commenting and loving and liking and following all of your adventures. So congratulations, Jen. I'm really proud of you, and I'm so excited to see where you're going to go. Thank you, guys. We'll see you on the road. Thank you again to Jen Bethune for that great interview and safe travels to you and your family. It's Red, White, and Bethune. Again, links to them uh, are going to be in the description for this video. And uh, don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe to them. Subscribe to us. Make sure you like, follow uh, the Osprey Observer TV. Uh, and, uh, man, we I'm sure we will be getting updates on the adventures of Red, White, and Bethune. Uh, Marie, lots going on in the community. Uh, as always, you know, people are excited that uh, summer's here and things are slowly getting back to normal. Tell us what's going on at the Osprey Observer. We've got a couple great stories coming in in our latest Brandon edition. One of them is a local pawn shop owner became friends with a Vietnam War vet who she found out was living in his truck. He has a home, he has a property, but there was a leak, the plumbing didn't work. There was a fence issue and he got a zoning violation. So he was actually sleeping in his truck. So actually she pulled together members of the community. They're fixing the leak. They've got his roof repaired. He's no longer having to sleep in his truck. And this all came together within a matter of three weeks. It's a heartwarming story in our brand in addition. We've got all the details and there's certainly still room for people to help, but it's wonderful to see the community coming together like that. Another story we've got is there's a lady in Valrico who actually found one of those cartoon maps of Brandon from 1986 that kind of had the bubbles of all the different businesses. She wow. actually took it to a shop and has it had it digitized so that people can buy a copy of this for $35 and all the money actually goes to charity. It goes to echo and the map shows you what Brandon looked like in 1986. And we're actually getting one here at the Osprey observer because I'm fascinated to see the growth in our community from 1986 to today. It's gonna to be amazing to see all the different businesses that have popped up and come and gone and just kind of a reminiscing from 1986 well, if, to today. And if those two stories don't uh, really give you a sense of what a community this truly is, I mean, nothing will. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And again, you're only gonna find stories like that at the Osprey Observer. So make sure you pick up a copy around the community or be sure to visit ospreyobserver.com. On behalf of Marie Gilmore, Editor-in-Chief of the Osprey Observer, the team at, uh, at the Osprey Observer, I'm Johnny Torres, your host for Osprey Observer TV. We'll see you next time. See you next time.